Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Number two, as we continue with Restaurant Radio coming up, we're going to hear from Brick and Ivy in Altoona, the Ankeny Cafe. If you've lived in Ankeny for any time, you've had breakfast at the Ankeny Cafe, Zim's Pizzeria, uh, District 36, and Sarpino's will be a part of it. As we continue twice weekly, Restaurant Radio Tuesdays and Thursdays. If you own a restaurant, if you manage a restaurant, if you work at a restaurant, if you'd like said restaurant to get some publicity through these times, we would love to have you. Simply email me, Ken Miller Show, Ken Miller Show at gmail.com. You can reach Trent Condon on Facebook, Trent Condon. You can find Trent Condon as Trent Condon at gmail.com. Miller and Condon on Twitter. What am I missing? I think you have most of the ways. I think you do. I think we've got it. So reach out. Uh, We're now taking bookings for next Tuesday. Give you four or five minutes to come on. There's no catch. There's no charge. Uh, this is a uh, community service brought to in part by our friends at Nick Mick, and we are appreciate uh, very appreciative for them uh, for making this possible. Well, I read this story in the Des Moines Register. About this next restaurant, Trent. Brick and Ivy Rooftop. Yes, uh, we have uh, some mutual friends. Uh, oh, I you do? do? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, Levi, who I do the Hawkeye Heaven podcast okay. with. He knows uh, these guys over there. Levi told me about this concept, what they were doing as it was. They were working through it, saw the building, saw what they were putting together, and it looked incredible. And, of course, Brick and Ivy. Well, you know what they're heading for. Yes. You're talking about Cubs fans. You're talking uh-huh. about Wrigley. You're talking about sports fans. And, well, there is a rooftop, after all. And a rooftop on top. It just so many great ideas. It's something I know the Altoona community in Eastern Des Moines has been excited about. And then this happens. And you're, their opening, their grand opening was right when this happened. It's unthinkable. It is. Brandon and Nate are both going to join us. Uh, guys, uh, read the story in the register and uh, couldn't wait to talk to you on restaurant radio. I mean, what an unbelievable set of circumstances. Well, the, the, the entire world's been dealt that set of circumstances. I couldn't imagine trying to launch a business venture in the middle of this. But uh, here you guys are. How you doing? Uh, we're doing good. Uh, we definitely appreciate the opportunity uh, to come on your show and uh, talk about uh, Burke and Ivy. So, well, when I saw it, uh, when I saw the story, I went to the website right away and I looked at your menu, guys. You're, you, who, who cooks over there? I mean, whoever <laughs> that is. I mean, that, what a what a great menu. My mouth was watering looking at the pictures for crying out loud. <laughs> great. Well, we appreciate it. We appreciate the compliment. We've been. Uh, you know, Brandon and I have been working on this concept for t- no joke since we were about seventh grade together. So 
It's been a menu in the workings for almost over a decade now. It is what you'd expect, uh, bar food, but taken to the next level. Oh and you can see that with what you guys have put together. It's not just your standard fare. You're going a little bit deeper there. You have the curbside menu happening right now. And you guys were telling me right before we, we went on the air, just the outpouring of support, even though nobody's actually been in there well as a restaurant and a place that you know and love because of the circumstances that were handed to you guys. But the community, you said, has been very supportive as you guys have opened up at Brick and Ivy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we thank this community. Uh, that's why we, we're hometown guys. Uh, we graduated from Southeast Polk. Um, that's kind of why we chose this location. Um, we're right across from Adventureland. Um, we're right off of Hubble here. Just uh, a great location for us to launch uh, what we think is a really cool concept. Um, the community has jumped behind us. Uh, we've been getting some sh- social media shout-outs, which is great. Uh, you guys know as well as anyone that uh, social media is your best friend at this point mm-hmm. for advertisement. So. so I'm trying to picture where you are. You're right across from Adventureland, not Adventureland Drive. Um, help me out. Where where exactly are you? Why can't I picture that in my mind? Where's 34th? Yeah, so we are at the corner of Hubble and 34th Avenue, which is actually at the exit of Adventureland. So our entrance is directly across the street from the exit of Adventureland. We are uh, across the street from the Des Moines Mall, uh, Des Moines uh, Outlets over here. So Oh, on that side. I, That's gotcha. I knew you were going to yeah, be in trouble yeah, yeah. with the new stuff in Altoona <laughs> from back when you were hopping around there, Ken. Well, my Prairie Meadows days, yeah. Yes. I was trying to figure out. <laughs> trying to figure out where you were well uh so the community's been very supportive of you is that it? what uh give us one or two of the items that you seem to have been uh, what's been the most popular in the what has it been a couple of weeks yeah so we uh we we're in our second week um the uh chicken wings are definitely uh been the most hot item um also our brisket burger um has been uh a hot item and then of course our pizza our chicago thin crust style pizza has definitely been a hot item or uh to get back to the bone-in wing um we smoked those wings for uh two and a half hours uh and then of course uh we throw them in the fryer right before we serve them so um they're pretty good pretty tasty so once that we do get the all clear and we will at some point get the all clear you guys ready to go right away i mean the building it's complete, right? The chairs were all set. The tables were ready to go. And, and then this, were you that far along? We, we were ready to go, yeah. I mean, we, we had everything, all of our final inspections, everything coming into town. And uh, once uh, this got announced, it was, you know, we kind of were able to, you know, take a step back and be like, all right, well, let's get things done right. And uh, so we were able to get our kitchen set up. That was priority number one once this started. Um, so we were a couple days out from grand opening and, uh, like I said, we were able to tap things back a little bit, but yeah, we were ready to go. So it's kind of a, kind of a bummer. We weren't able to give everybody that grand opening we wanted to, but, um, you know, the, the food is what it is. So I hope everybody can come and enjoy it and at least get a taste of it. We were so much ready to go that, uh, we had a bunch of, uh, St. Patty's Day t-shirts made up. <laughs> oh, did you? Man. <laughs> you hope you didn't put the year on them. No, we did not put the year. Luckily, we made that call uh, prior to printing them. So next, 
It's going to be an awesome party. Yeah. <laughs> well, when we get back to normal, there's no doubt Brandon and Nate from Brick and Ivy joining us just opened up in Altoona. So tell us about the hours that you have carry out. What's happening right now for people that want to get involved, want to support you guys and get some good food? It certainly looks that way at Brick and Ivy. Yeah, the call volume uh, definitely was up last week. People were having a, an issue getting in through our lines. Uh, we asked them to keep calling, you know, try the next day, start early. So we're starting at 4 o'clock um, Tuesday through Saturday. So we're doing 4 to 8. Um, our call volume is a little down this week, uh, these first couple of days. So if uh, there's some of you out there that weren't able to get through uh, that first week, definitely give us a try this week, uh, and we'll – We'll uh, do our best to get your order in and uh, get you great food. You know, we're doing a really good job, too, of, you know, during all this time, it's, it's important that we're our employees are safe and that our customers are safe. Yep. So we have, uh, you know, handhelds that everybody, you know, we do our credit processing and all that right at your window. Nobody has to come inside. We've got sanitizers that sanitize those uh, handhelds after every single order, every one of our uh, servers carrying food out is changing gloves every single order. So we're taking steps to make sure that everybody's safe. So not only are we offering a good quality product, but we're offering it in a safe manner. Brickandivy.com, the phone number for those of you that uh, may wish to have a good memory if you're driving around. It's 381-7990. 381-7990. Again, the website, Brick and Ivy, I-A, BrickandIvyIA.com. Brandon, Nate, I read your story and uh, you got to me. I, I couldn't imagine. No, one, one last thing before we let you go. When you heard this, when you heard the, you know, the cards that you were about to be dealt, was there ever a point where you looked at each other and just and, and thought maybe you should postpone this for a while, or was it just always full speed ahead, regardless uh, of what the, we're going through? Yeah, I think we just, you know, we wanted to open January 1 of 2020. And we wanted a big old New Year's Eve party for our opening day. And we, you know, we had some construction delays and just in general delays. And we were ready to go. I mean, we, we've just been ready to get our dream up and going. And, you know, what better way to, you know, be a good business and be strong and, you know, learn to adapt than jump right into the fire, I guess you could say. And, mm-hmm. And and just get our business going. Yeah, we you know we're ready to we're ready to serve Altoona and and serve the you know East Polk County. Couple of Southeast Polk boys, Brick and Ivy com. You can find them at four hundred thirty fourth Street, thirty uh, fourth Avenue in Altoona. The phone number one more time three eight one seventy nine ninety three eight one seventy one ninety. Look forward to some of those wings at some point. Brandon Nate, thank you for coming on. Best of luck, to you guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go. Well, Trent, it's. I've been there a million times, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't been there a million times. But I've been to the Ankeny Cafe a hundred times. That's a lot for you. That is a lot. I've been going there. I didn't there. know you left your house a hundred times Well, I used, I used to go all at least, open at six, uh-huh. and when I was doing mornings, oh yeah, on Saturday would come around, and uh-huh. I'm still up at 3.30. Uh-huh. So at six o'clock, I'd be waiting outside for, for Dean to throw the lights on, or his <laughs> wife Brandy, and i go in and I'd meet my, meet my breakfast, and if you've lived in Ankeny for any part of time, uh, you've had breakfast at the Ankeny Cafe, uh, and Dean uh, joins me. Dean, Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Dean's a big Cowboys fan. Ooh. How are you doing, Dean? There, doing doing what we can. I bet you are. Let me see how your memory is. What do when I come in? There was a time that I was there so many times. I'd come in and hey, hey, Dean, hey, Ken, and I just sit down and when you see waitress, they just bring me my food. 
What, yeah, yeah. Do you remember what I'd ordered, yeah, Dean? You're going to put me on the spot, huh? Yeah, go yeah, ahead. I think, uh, you like to... Half biscuit and gravy, um, hash browns, a side of bacon, and some dry toast. That a boy. How about that? <laughs> and it was the same every single time. That is not a surprise at all to me. Ken with the exact same menu items. That's great. Every Dean. time. So uh, how are you doing? How are you and Brandy doing through this, Dean? Of course, you have such a great counter there, such a loyal clientele. Uh, Saturdays, um, you know, the families would come in. They'd have breakfast in there. You're open during the week, of course, and a lot of guys uh, that would stop and gal stop for breakfast. But how are you and Brandy doing through this? Uh, we're trying to weather it uh, as best we can. Stay healthy is the m- most important thing. And, uh, you know, we uh, found out uh, a couple weeks ago that they were going to shut down the dining. And so we ended up deciding to, you know, not be open for about three or four days. And uh, that was long enough for us to <laughs> get a few projects done. And then we thought, you know what, we'll just go in there and turn on the open sign and just do carry out and so that's what we've been doing ever since. Yeah, breakfast place. It's outstanding breakfast. So what time, What have you adjusted your hours, Dean? I know you're no longer, you're, uh, you're closed on Sundays, and I'm assuming you're right. still closed on Sundays. Uh, but right, what, right. Uh, what are your hours, Dean? So we just do breakfast only. Um, that means uh, we just open at 6 in the morning normally and then close at 11. Here lately I've been kind of scaling that back a little bit, opening more, more around 7 o'clock and closing around 10. That seems to be when we get most of a... Uh, our carry-out business uh, over the past couple weeks. So, till ten o'clock, nine six four nine eight nine seven nine six four ninety eight ninety seven. They're right on Ankeny Boulevard, South Ankeny Boulevard. Oh, I don't know. From the High V, you're probably what a uh, quarter of a mile south of the High V. Is that fair? Yeah, I'd say that's about right. On the uh, what would be the west side of uh of ankeny boulevard well dean listen uh you and brandy we'll all get through this and the place will be packed again the counter will be elbow to elbow uh with the guys that the same guys a lot of mornings in there i mean i'm a creature habit but a lot of people are right i'd be yeah, in there looking forward to it. yeah the same guys would be in there having their coffee shooting the breeze having a little breakfast ankeny cafe third uh, 310 south ankeny boulevard or call 96498 97. Dean, uh, good to talk to you. Ankeny Cafe, appreciate you coming on. Yep, thank you. Stay stay healthy. Indeed, my friend. Uh, we uh, will see you again soon. Uh, Dean and uh, from Ankeny Cafe. Well, when we had one of our pizza guys on earlier in the week, Trent, mm-hmm. the award winner from Pie 5 Pizza, you remember that? I do well, yes. Uh, and he told us about our next guest, a guy that's been really good to him, Zim's Pizzeria. Uh, and Jim joins us, and let's get him in here. Uh, how are you? Good to talk to you, Jim. Nice to talk to you. Well, what have you been doing? I'm, uh, trying to get by. <laughs> <laughs> Easier said it than is, done? It is. It's a whole different game here. Uh, you know, with a sit-down and takeout, it changes things up totally. And you don't know whether to overget or overbuy or just stay status quo. It's been a real, I guess, learning experience. Tell us a little bit, Jim, about your pizzeria and where you guys are located at. We, uh, Zips Pizzeria opened in 2012. We are in a little town about an hour from downtown Des Moines, west of Des Moines on Interstate 80 in Adair, Iowa. Way back in the day, Chuck Offenberger wrote about Adair, Iowa a lot with a big smiley face water tower. And we are in Uptown Adair, which is about uh, three quarters of a mile off of I-80, north of I-80. And we do 
Pizza. A lot of pizza. <laughs> um, we've won a few awards, been told we were good a few times in different polls and voting capabilities that people have. And we serve basically thin crust pizza. Um, we have three sizes, 8, 10, and 12, or 8, 10, and 14, and we do one size of pans, and that's uh, 12-inch pizza that we do. Uh, and then we do the uh, we do fro- we uh, make frozen pizzas that we sell in the restaurant too. Uh, the the address I'm looking at. Are you on Audubon Street? Yes, 301 Audubon Street. It's uh, two blocks east of the main drag, if you want to call it that, in a in a dare. Uh, Zips Pizza. Zips Pizza. Uh, I'm looking at your Facebook page here. You got is it more than pizza? By the looks of things. Um, here, the well, we've had to improvise. Being, yeah. you know, we're in a dare, and honest to gosh, we're a destination. Um, we we during the week during the weekend, we're very busy with people from out of town. We have a town of 750 people, and not a lot of people in the area uh, of big cities, and so people drive to eat for us or eat eat our pizza. And so here in the last two weeks, we've improvised and started doing other things uh hot beef beef and noodles uh the other night we did hamburgers and french fries um last night we did lasagna tonight we're doing an edible bowl taco salad uh sunday we're doing a beef and noodles and it's just the people aren't driving as much to adair so i've got to try to entice the people that get sick of pizza to come to our place and try to enjoy our food to go obviously yep. and eat it there right i'm looking uh just to re- refresh your memory you said you've won some awards in 2016 you won the best pizza in iowa not in a dare yep. in, in iowa the taco pizza uh still very popular i'm assuming uh very 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 i've had many people tell me that's the best thing they've ever had wow how about that that's high and praise they, and yeah, and then this year and last year we were second to uh, Polly Eyes in Grinnell in a poll of a TV station in Des Moines, and two year, three years ago we were third in the same poll and the same pizza place in Grinnell won again. <laughs> but, you know, Grinnell's big and Adair's small, so they got a bigger following than us. Well, I'm looking forward to Zip, so I, have, I drive by Adair every time we go to my in-laws up in Sioux City, and I've never oh, thought yeah. to stop in a dare. I will tell you, the next time we're going through bomber country, we're going to make a stop at Zips, and we're going to hit some uh, some of that pizza. It sounds incredible. Best of luck to you, Jim. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, good to talk to you, Jim. Uh, there's Zips Pizzeria in a dare. Well, let's go from a dare. Let's stay in the A's. From a dare to Ankeny, uh-huh. uh, District 36. Well, they got a great menu over there. Um, my wife and I ate there about a year ago. Oh, yeah? At some point. Sean joins the program. Hello, Sean. Welcome to Restaurant Radio on 1460 KXNO. It's 106.3 Hi. FM. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Glad to have you on. What's going on at District 36 through these times? Well, we added delivery, so we are now delivering items. We have... Uh we're keeping our doors open. We're open for everyone that wants to, uh, to make sure we can keep everyone fed and happy. Keep all their district favorites with pastas. We just added uh, pizza. We started doing pizzas here with our own personal blend on it. And 
we're just trying to have a good time over here and keep people fed. Well, uh, hopefully uh, the community of Ankeny, I'm sure they will. I mean, they've uh, people we've had on, Ankeny restaurants we've had on, have said that uh, they're just blown away by the continued support of the community. You're on uh, Vintage uh, Parkway, which uh, puts you right in the heart of Prairie Trail. Yes, it does. You know, we've been here for about three and a half years, and you're, you talked about uh, the community. The community's just been amazing. Their love, their loyalty, they've been out and active, just, Social distancing, of course. Sure. Very, very happy to keep us here and very, very supportive. And, you know, they, they, they're they doing their part and helping us out. And just anything helps at this point in our our, uh, our current standing. Uh, the website is district36winebar.com. The number 36, district36winebar.com. Got the menu there. I have to assume that uh, being there three and a half years, you must have been one of the first businesses to, to open up in uh, in Prairie Trail. Yeah, we were one of the third, uh, I think we're the third building to be built here, so that was wonderful to see, and it's wonderful to see everything else grow around here in the Prairie Trail area, uh, just to watch everything come. Uh, everything's just, all the family businesses around here and all the other people here, it's just a beautiful area to come out. It's a beautiful area that you can experience everything. And you've got a little bit of everything on the menu, right? You've got sandwiches, you've got pasta, you just said you've got the, uh, you've got pizzas now, uh, cavatelli, the burgers. What's your favorite thing on the menu? Honestly, right now, uh, our pizzas. My chef, uh, Judd Eddie, has just blown us away with the pizzas that he's making here. He, uh, if you haven't had them, you got to come try them. Uh, our food is wonderful, and you, uh, we show that through the pizzas. It's brand new, and it's something we love, love to try. And, you know, it's, his creations are wonderful. And so the pizzas he's made, we've had a lot of fun doing them. We've had a lot of fun experimenting with them. And, boy, are they just delicious. We have, uh, we're doing an Italian sausage pizza with our cavatelli sauce, and it's just out of this world. It's unique, and you're not going to find anything like it anywhere else. Mm-hmm. You know what I remember about your well, I remember a lot of things. I enjoyed uh, enjoyed my food, but I took home some key lime pie, I want to say. Are you still doing desserts? Boy, it was yes, good. Yes, we are. It was we're so good. We're still doing desserts. We're still having fun. That key lime pie, you know, one thing we're featuring is our ice cream pie. You know, I grew up on it, uh, just having ice cream cake for birthdays and whatever, and everything else. You know, especially coming in, hopefully we get a little bit of a warmer season. That ice cream cake is awesome. Just it's an Oreo crust. You know, I like to say, you know, it's an Oreo crust, vanilla bean ice cream with Heath bars, Snickers bars, and everything else you love on top of it. Sounds good. Uh, give us the, the uh, you're delivering now. So what are your hours? We are open from 4 to 7.30, Monday through Saturday. And then one thing we also want to uh, encourage people to do is we have a lot of family options. Yep. Uh, family sizes, so... Uh, Stuff to feed parties of four, six, and eight. You know, especially with Easter coming up. You know, if you want to do a nice pasta dinner, we're loving to uh, love to get you a nice big group uh, dinner with that, and just you know, taking care of you and making sure you guys have enough food and you have us around and we'll be around forever for you. Sean at District 36, the number 36, District 36 Wine Bar. You can find him in Prairie Trail uh, in Ankeny. Sean, best of luck through these times. Thank you for coming on. Hey, thank you. I appreciate all your help. Thank you. Good to talk to you as uh, we make a stop in Ankeny, which... Good food, good grub. Got one more stop, Trent. We're going to get the Sarpinos coming up. They're in Clive. Sarpinos in Clive. We missed them on Tuesday. We got them scheduled for now. Sarpinos, here's their website, gosarpinos.com. Gosarpinos.com. I'm going to get Rob Sherwood on the phone. Uh, You can find Sarpinos at 15700 Hickman Road. 
15700 Hickman Road in Clive. Uh, you can find the menu there. You can find out uh, their takeout or hours, etc. Well, it sounds like we might have to reschedule. Yeah. Sarpinos till Tuesday. We are accepting uh, restaurants for Tuesday. That's going to bring it to an end for another uh, for another week of restaurant radio. Well, as we do on Fridays, we're going to go back one more time and uh, give spotlight the restaurants from Tuesday and Thursday one final time for the week before we get a whole new group coming off uh, coming on with us starting Tuesday. Ken Miller Show at Gmail dot com if you want to be a part of it. Ken Miller Show at Gmail dot com. Trent Condon at Gmail dot com. Miller and Condon on Twitter. Or Trent Condon's on Facebook. He's Trent Condon, after all. Are uh, you ever going to be on Facebook? No. You refuse. What's the justification um, behind it? I don't know. You don't... love Twitter. Oh, I love Twitter. Love I don't. Twitter. I don't have room for it. What do you mean you don't have room for it? Well, don't you have to you update? You got nothing but time right now. <laughs> don't you have to update your Facebook page? What do you mean, update it? Well, don't you put stuff on it? I mean, it's... You don't have to. Then you can look at everybody else's stuff. Think of the number of times that you get. No, my out my wife says her first thing she does. She gets yeah. up in the well. She makes coffee and, and she, well, she pours a coffee. I make the coffee, um, and then goes right to her Facebook. Yeah, see what people are. What's going on in their world? Yeah. People that you actually know. See, you follow all these people. You don't even know these people on Twitter. These are people that you know. These are friends. These are acquaintances. Get to see pictures of kids and babies. You miss all the baby pictures I put up. No, I don't. Jack. <laughs> well, like, yeah, yours I would. Yeah, miss. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yours I would look at. I mean, right. See, strangers. I mean, I'm, but you don't follow strangers. You don't follow strangers. People's Facebook page because they have to accept your friend request. You well, don't want to be friends with somebody so, on Facebook. You don't so have hang to. on a second. Yeah, this is completely different than Twitter. So. If I go over this friends request thing again, so, All right. so I want to follow you and I want to be your friend. Yes. So that's what people are talking about. Friend me on Twitter. No, friend me on Facebook. Yes. And if you don't want to, you don't have to. So that would be a kick in the you know what's if I wanted somebody to, to be my friend and they said no. Well, they didn't, you. Well, there's two ways to do it. You either don't accept their request or you do outright say no yeah. and you deny it that way. Say, boy. You go back to their page and say, this person won't accept. There's a few of those. Maybe there's somebody in high school, I, I think, that I, I'd sent one to. Well, see, I didn't uh, grow up here, so who would want to be my friend? I mean, my friends well, are in it Winnipeg. Can be, yeah, they, they have Facebook in Winnipeg. That's what it'll okay. be. You can reconnect with old friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no time. I'm out of Facebook. No, uh, not going to work for you. Well, but Trent's on there, and if yes, you want to be yes. on with us on, on Restaurant Radio, uh, you can reach Trent on Facebook. You can reach me via email, uh, kenmillershow at gmail.com, kenmillershow at gmail.com. Rob Doster had some very nice things to say about uh, Luca Garza if he comes back. Read that piece about a week ago. He's got his updated mock draft. He's got Tyrese Halliburton. Now, he didn't include the Euros. Correct, yeah. Um but he's got, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton, six. Six. He's going in the lottery, folks. He's going in he's the going lottery. He's going in the lottery. This was the this was a no-brainer for him. A complete no-brainer, and he did the right thing. All right, so we've got Rob Doster coming up there. We're going to put both of our breaks here together, but we'll be back with Doster. Uh, college Basketball Talk, NBCSports.com. We're Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Oh, forgot to do this. Pay some bills. Let's do so uh, right now. Uh, KXNO and I are want to help you pay your bills. Text the keyword. Oh, Trent, I'm reaching. Thursday. Yeah, text the keyword HOPE to 200-200. HOPE. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Hope 200-200. Hope Rob Doster answers his phone next. 1460 KXNO 10 C.org. 
final segment again, Restaurant Radio in the books for another day. We will do it again starting uh, next Tuesday, Tuesday of next week. We do it every Tuesday and Thursday. We're already taking... If you want reservations for Tuesday and it's filling up, uh, Ken Miller Show with gmail.com. Let's talk some college basketball. We would be, what, a couple of days away, a little bit more than, I don't know, 48 hours away from the Final Four. Uh, as we know, we're not going to have it this year, but that doesn't mean we're not reading a lot of content on college basketball. One of those guys that pumping it out at NBC Sports College Basketball Talk uh, is Rob Doster. He's our guy, and we, he joins us on the program. Rob, Trent and Ken, you're in New Jersey. Just real quick on uh, on what you're experiencing. I know the country, uh, some parts of the country, it's uh, certainly accelerated as to where it is at this point in Iowa, uh, but New Jersey, one of those states that uh, a lot of folks paying very close attention to. Yeah, we've uh, we've we've been kind of in the shelter in place mode for probably three and a half to four weeks now. Ever since the tournament was canceled, um, we got that news on a Thursday afternoon, and since then, like my kids haven't been back to school. My wife, uh, she was on day four of work from home at that point, anyway. So um, we we're we're at more than a month of uh, basically everyone being in the house every day. So um, it's kind of the new normal for us at this point. We're uh, we're getting used to it. We're kind of getting into a little bit of a routine. We've, we've got a little bit more of an established bedtime. Um, so things are, uh, are, are kind of, um, I don't know, we've kind of figured it out a little bit. The, the adjustment was tough, but we, uh, we, we, we made it work. So instead of Atlanta, you're hanging out in Jersey and doing your thing and, and living in family time. This would be a time where, what, you're – your family probably wouldn't have saw a whole lot of you throughout the month month of uh, March, but here we are and getting to know them very well, and uh, that is one of the positive sides, certainly, of this. Rob, with no NCAA tournament, no Final Four, and still no answers what's going to happen with the NBA, how about the NBA draft? When you look forward to that, we don't know when it's going to be. It's going to happen at some point, but when it comes to decisions, guys either putting their name in for evaluation, knowing most likely they're not going to be drafted. A guy like Luca Garza is certainly at the forefront of that for us here locally. What kind of impact do you think that is going to make for guys, the decisions of what they're going to do for another year of college eligibility? Uh, well, they're certainly not going to have the same level of information. Like The whole reason that we have this, this, this early entry draft process and, and testing the waters is uh, to be able to allow the players that have a decision to make to to gather as much information as possible, right? You send them out to all of these different NBA organizations where they can get in front of general managers and get in front of decision makers and get a workout in and do an interview and, and get uh, face-to-face feedback on what they need to do to be able to improve and uh, where their draft stock is going to be, and they're just not going to get that this year. Like, How many times have we seen over the years the stories like, you know, you don't get as a rookie going through the process and taking off 30 pounds and, and becoming much better at guarding ball screens. Or Buddy Heald going through the process mm. and uh, really developing his off-the-dribble game and his ability to shoot off the bounce and becoming National Player of the Year. Um, you know, Caleb Weston is another guy. Like, we see it all the time. Players go through this process and they figure out what they have to do to get better. And they go out and they get better. And that's not going to happen this year. So, what I'm kind of curious about and interested to see what will happen is if this uh, forces players to make maybe suboptimal decisions, like guys just say, you know what, uh, I said, I'm just going going with this. I'm done being a college player. I'm just going to go figure it out regardless of what NBA scouts say. Or if this is going to be the kind of thing where players um, decide, you know what, I'm not getting this information. There's so much uncertainty. And I don't really know what's going to happen with this. 
I'm just going to come back and I'm not going to risk it because I'm not, uh, there's no guarantee. I don't think that, um, I mean, look, Anthony Edwards is going to be gone regardless. Tyree Halliburton is going to be gone regardless. There's certain players where we kind of know what they are at this point, but if guys like someone like, let's say Jeremiah Robinson, right? He's, he's someone that has proven his ability as a rebounder. Uh, you know he can play, and you know he's versatile based on the fact that he was at Villanova and, and some of the success he had there. Uh, but the big thing with him is, you know, I think he's a better shooter than what he's proven in games, but he's not going to be able to get to a workout and knock down, you know, six, eight, ten, twelve jumpers in a row, whatever it is, in front of uh, GMs. He's not going to be able to make it. Like, look, you don't have to convince everyone. You just have to make one NBA GM fall in love with the way that you, you play and what you can do as a prospect. And uh, he's not going to have that opportunity. So I think it's guys like that that are probably going to get hurt more where they might have an NBA skill set, but the role that they played at the college level did not really uh, show it off as much. So I'm not really sure what's going to happen. But to me, that is the biggest point in all of this. Is like There's just so much uncertainty in terms of, the process, the decision. Like, we don't even know when the draft is going to be. Right. I, I can't imagine, like, you cannot have the draft until you have the draft order. And you cannot have the draft order until we know what's going to happen with the rest of the NBA regular season. And you can't know what's going to happen with the rest of the NBA regular season when there's just, we don't know when teams are going to be allowed back on the court. So there's there are so many questions that we still have to ask and still have to get answered at this point that, like, I just... I cannot imagine that June 25th is when the the actual draft is going to take place. I'm with you. Rob Doster is our guest. Rob, I want to get to your most most influential stay or go in a moment, but since we're talking draft, uh, you put out your latest mock draft uh, yesterday at uh, collegebasketball.nbcsports.com. Right right at the top, and you mentioned him, Anthony Edwards. He's your guy. Let's go to pick number six, though, and you've got that. That's where you've slotted Tyrese Halliburton from uh, Iowa State, who has declared he's coming out. He's six foot five. He was the best player by a mile on Iowa State last year, as you know. Uh, you like him. Uh, you've got him. Most folks have him in the top ten. You've got him at six. Your thoughts on Halliburton? Yeah. Uh, one thing to just kind of clarify that, since they kind of got lost in translation with some people that were responding to on Twitter, is I didn't. Um, I didn't put uh, any of the European guys out there because I don't feel comfortable ranking them at this point. So that was instead of like. You got to label it as a mock draft for all of the SEO stuff and be able to hit up on Google and all the clickbait type deal. Uh, but that was mostly just me ranking the prospects gotcha. uh, that I've seen playing college basketball. And I would have Tyrese Halliburton six. Uh, the reason I have him there, and I, I'm not quite sure if I – I think I'm higher than some people. I think I'm lower than others. I, I know Mike Schmidt uh, really, really likes him from, from ESPN. And the reason that I have him there is uh, if you look at some of the rookies, that have come in and had an immediate impact on the NBA game, uh, maybe more than what we expected. It's guys that are just great passers, you know, that really understand how to play, that really understand how to distribute the ball, that can really operate in ball screen. And that's precisely what Tyrese Halliburton is. He's a guy that can make all of those reads and make all of those passes. And, and uh, it's something that he really works on. Like, you ask that staff to tell you that, like, he actually practices. They'll go out and practice and, like, come off a screen and throw a left hand, uh, one hand to pass off the dribble to the weak side corner like he's making the read if there's a tag or on a pick and roll. So um, he's someone that can really, really make all of those passes. And if you give me that guy that in theory can be uh, kind of a multi-positional defender and can also make threes and can be an efficient score, like that's the kind of guy I'm going to take a risk on in the draft where there really is nothing certain at any point in this draft. 
So, uh, interesting. No major conference made a coaching change. It would be a bad look with a buyout, I'm sure, right now. But, Rob, there couldn't be a season where something like this happened, where we're going to get through, we finish up the year, and all of the seven college basketball major conferences, nobody makes a move. What is it? Air Force? Uh, Evansville obviously had something happen this year. Dan Marley left at Grand Canyon. But overall, just not a whole lot of movement. And that leads to kind of the second part of this because of the craziness of COVID-19, the reason that's happened. But secondly, the way that athletic departments are going to have to reevaluate buying people out, it looks like, in the in the foreseeable future. Yeah, the, the big thing is um, I, I think part of it has to do with the buyouts and some of it has to do with the questionable revenue that they have coming in, you know, without the NCAA tournament money and maybe without football money coming in. But more than anything, like, if you hire somebody right now, they're not going to be able to meet their players, their coaching staff, the, the, their bosses, their athletic directors, the, the uh, you know, the administrators, their secretaries, the people answering their phones, the, the trainers. They're not going to be able to meet any of the people that they're going to be working with for what, like two, three, four, five, six months? How long is it going to be before anybody's back on campus? How long is it going to be if you hire a new coach right now? Let's say that uh, Boston College, for example, let's say that they fire Jim Christian and they go out and they hire whoever. Um, how long is it going to be before that new coach? Like, let's say they hire you, Trent. You're the new coach at Boston College. How long is it going to be before you get a chance to actually have a face-to-face conversation with any of the players on your roster? Yeah. It's going to be a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, and I, I don't think, like, if I'm an athletic director, I'm not making a change. Like, regardless of the situation, like, you know, even if Jim Christian deserves to be fired, even if Richard Pitino deserved to be fired, even if Shaka Smart deserved to be fired, did something that was fireable, did something that uh, made you want to actually make a change, I'm not going to do it at this point just because there are so many question marks. You, you need some kind of stability within your program at a point in time where nothing is certain and nothing is stable. So I, I, I get it. I would do the same thing if I was an athletic director. You could always go back and fire the guy the next year, right? That can always happen. And it's not like if you are Boston College, you can bring in this one hire, it's going to change everything immediately. It probably is still going to be pretty bad, even if you, uh, no matter who you get. Like, it's going to be a rebuilding job regardless. So you might as well just pay that salary, save a little bit of buyout money, save a little bit of bonus money up front, and deal with it. Suck it up because, hey, you know what? We might not even be starting the college basketball season on time. Yeah. You know, anyone that says that we are, like, just don't, like, nobody knows. Nobody knows at this point, especially if we keep having, you know, that, the biggest thing and the most frustrating thing about all of this is we see how the, these breakouts occur when people just kind of gather together and then two weeks later, like, oh, you know what? There's 44 kids that were on spring break in Mexico from the University of Texas. All of them have coronavirus. Or uh, the big one was the, the, the spark of, like, the huge outbreak in northern Italy was all these fans that went to a, an Atalanta-Valencia um, Champions League soccer game. And someone there had it and spread it to everybody there. And that's what really, like, that's what set off that entire outbreak in Northern Italy. And people here are still, they're like, ah, oh, you know, we have, it's been dormant here. Like, we can all still go to the beach or we can all still go and, and have this party at this house and put 80 people in this confined space. It's like, it's... It, Every time that that you have like there's an event of sixty people doing that, it's just going to be that much longer before we're able to get back to normal. Because in two weeks' time, that's going to spark a breakout, or that could spark a breakout. And if it does, then we're just going to have that that much longer. So, like, please, anybody listening, just just like stay home. It's going to suck for at least a month, but it's better to have it like all of us 
be miserable together than it is to have this thing get strung out for six, seven, eight months. Appreciate the choir, Rob Doster. A couple more minutes, we'll let you go. I wanted to, as we uh, talked about, I want to get into your your piece, the uh, 12 most influential stay-or-go NBA draft decisions. Right at the top, Malachi Flynn was one. You put Luca Garza two. Uh, simple fact, uh, and I'll read it to you. The only reason he's not number one, this is from Rob's piece, uh, is that Iowa has enough of a supporting cast that even without Garza, Rob believes they're still a tournament team. With him, they can win the Big Ten and the national title. Uh, that, that certainly perked up some Hawkeye fans' ears uh, that read that. Luca Garza, we don't know. We think he's coming back, but boy, oh boy, what a special year. It could be, should he? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think if I was advising him, I would tell him that it probably makes sense for him to come back. Like, I, I don't I don't think that he's sacrificing enough money. Like, I, In my mind, he's not a first pick. In my mind, he's not a second-round pick. I, I just... I, we we have the questions about what he can do defensively, and um, I just don't think that he fits in the NBA. I do think that he is a guy that could play a long time um, and make quite a bit of money playing overseas. So if he decides, hey, you know what, uh, I'm going to go pro and, and I'm going to accept the fact that I'm probably not going to get drafted or I'm at the very least going to be a late second-round pick um, and uh, just like deal with that and say, you know what, maybe I'll go to Europe and play in the Euro League and play for, like, uh, one of those big Croatian teams, and um, and and make a bunch of money doing that. Then, like, if I was that, that that's something that's uh, at least reasonable. But I don't know if I would want to sacrifice my senior year, especially when you have a chance to be like a legitimate top ten team. You know, they bring back even if Jordan Bohannon ends up being a grad transfer and leaving the program, um, which like uh, I, I don't know if this is a controversial thing to say in the state of Iowa, but it I is. Think that they, they just, I think they might be better. Like if you're if you're telling me like what do you want more like a seventy five percent fifth year senior Jordan Bohannon or like a one hundred percent sophomore year Joe Toussaint, I think I might rather have Joe Toussaint run to the point for me. Like if you tell me if your options are having Jordan Bohannon out there or having Joe Toussaint who's healthy and young and on the verge of having a breakout season, I think I might rather have Joe Toussaint. So um, that doesn't mean that like Jordan Bohannon has to leave, but I think that he would be he'll be the better point guard uh, for Iowa. Next year, especially when like you consider that CJ Frederick's out there and Joe Wieskamp's out there, and like you put that team together, that that's that's dangerous. They can make a lot of shots. It's always going to be the question of defense with that team or with that program or with that coach. Um, but if they can find a way to be like a top fifty team defensively somehow, maybe it's playing zone, um, uh, whatever it is. Like if you can find a way to be a top fifty team, they're going to be able. To they're going to put up a ton of points. They're going to be super efficient. The Kempom numbers are going to absolutely adore them. Um, you're going to have an All-American, maybe a National Player of the Year, Luka Garza. I'm like, that's going to be good enough to have you in the conversation for being a national title contender, especially in the year where they look like they might be the favorite to win the Big Ten, especially like if Xavier Tillman's gone, then they might be the best team in the Big Ten next year. So uh, there's a lot to look forward to if Luka Garza's coming back for us. 1979, the last time Iowa won a Big Ten regular season title. And as much success as the program has had, that is something that has eluded them for over 40 years. Rob Doster, we'll let you go on this. You mentioned transfers, grad transfers, and the like. Boy, it feels like whenever we get back to normalcy, if it looks like everything is going to be all systems go for the next school year, we could see a slew of transfers where guys make the decision, you know what, I'm just going to play close to home. I'm going to stay close to home. Or... I'm going to find a different spot here. This is going to be wild and how it sets up. Plus, we have looming the NCAA allowing people to transfer without restriction and not having to sit out the final year. This could be the wild, wild west for you, Rob. 
Yeah, I mean, we're already up to 575 guys that have announced they're transferring, and it's going to be more than, like, one of the things that I've heard from coaches is that, like, the people that are getting in the ear of these players that would consider transferring are saying, like, you're not going to have to sit out. This rule is going to get changed. Um, and the other part of it is, like, with all of these kids, like, nobody's on campus. You're not with your team every day if you're a coach. So when everybody's at home, that's even more people that can get to the ear of the players. There's more people that can uh, kind of tell them something that maybe isn't necessarily true. And it's more people that are going to uh, not have to not be able to talk off and get talked off of a ledge by a coach. This is all you have to do. Instead, you, like, you don't have to call your coach and say, hey, I'm transferring anymore. You just put your name in the transfer portal. And it's very easy to do that. And once you do that, and all of a sudden, like let's say you average – seven points a game at, at Iowa or something, and then you put your name in the portal, and then all of a sudden you have all of these other high majors being like, hey, you come here, we're going to give you a much better opportunity. Like, it's, grass is always greener on the other side. So it's very easy to kind of find yourself in that situation where you're getting talked into doing something that maybe isn't necessarily the best option for you. So I think it's going to explode this year, even though I'm not 100% convinced that we're going to have uh, initial eligibility. Rob Doster, uh, College Basketball Talk, NBC Sports. Rob, uh, belated happy birthday from uh, Trent and I to you. Your birthday was yesterday. Uh, thanks for doing this for us. You're putting out a ton of content, whether it be way too early, top 25, most important to 12 players to return, mock draft yesterday, or the top as you ranked them without the Euros. Good stuff, Rob Doster. Thank you for doing this for us. Always a pleasure, guys. And in case you're wondering, yes, that is my five-year-old son barking at the dog in the <laughs> Love Mr. It. Mom, good stuff, Rob Doster. Appreciate you coming on. Take care, guys. Yeah, you do the same. Rob Doster, as he joins us, talking a little college basketball talk. I get his point on Bohannon, but yeah, I want yeah. them both. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, we saw Bohannon play off the ball a little bit more. Yeah. One thing about Rob, he is a huge Joe Toussaint fan. Mm-hmm. Every time I hear him talk about Iowa on his podcast or another radio hits that I've seen, Rob, he is a big, big Tucson fan, and he thinks the upside is immense for the guy. And you can see that. Oh, God, yes. I mean, it, it is there. Now, can he get shots up, but get in the gym? And just think, if Tucson takes a step forward as a shooter his sophomore mm-hmm. year, if McCaffrey takes the improvements we saw this year, Connor, and he shoots the ball even better next season, you couple that with Bohannon coming back. And I think Bohannon... Will he be 100%? I'm not sure. But think of the other injuries that he's dealt with. He had plantar fasciitis a couple of years ago. If he's back and healthy, what a better defender mm. he can be on that end of the forward, coupled with what we know he can do, obviously shooting the basketball, he can run the team. Go back and think about some of those games. You know, late in the victory against Texas Tech out in Vegas, they were struggling. Pressure was starting to get to them. Who calmed everything down? It wasn't Joe Toussaint. Was Jordan Bohannon and have that guy out there, a guy that shoots 85% from the free throw line. It's really important. This Iowa team, they're loaded. They're really loaded. And to hear the national people talk about them in in that light, it's exciting. Got to get back to normal, though, before we can really get excited for it. Yeah, we we do. But to, but to hear him say that, you know, with Luca Garza, this is a Big Ten title contender and a national championship contender. But Trent, when I read that, I... That stopped me in my tracks a little bit. Yeah, I mean he's a really important player. I get that, but this is from as as you mentioned. Nash, can they can win the Big Ten and the national title? Think about what we might be on the precipice of. It's certainly going to be a fun season. Uh, Garza and Nunji and both McCaffreys and Tucson takes a step and Frederick's got another step to take. Wieskamp gets back to you know the freshman. He doesn't have that. We want to call it a sophomore slump. Yeah. Let's just, uh, we'll, we'll anoint it as that. Yeah, he, I mean, people realized how you beat him. 
Yeah, you body him up. Yep. You're physical with him. Yep. Make it tough, and he's he's got to get tougher with the job. So as you're talking about this and and getting me more excited about it, I had to look forward. Where are the NCAA tournament sites for next year? Now we don't know if they're going to push back the sites from this year. Oh, that's to 2021, yeah, right. which would be Omaha, which would be St. Louis, and the Midwest Regional, and then of course the Final Four in Atlanta. But at least the way well that would work for us if it's Omaha and St. <laughs> yes. Louis. Next year, though, uh, the semi-local ones you have. Wichita, yeah. Uh, the other sites: Providence, Boise, Detroit, Dallas. Easy flight. Yep. Uh, Lexington and Raleigh, along with San Jose. Sweet Sixteen, Midwest regions in Minneapolis my, at the Target oh Center. Oh, could you imagine? Up thirty-five, the way that would be if it plays out. The other regionals next season: Denver, Memphis, and Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. Uh, Final Four. Oh, that can't be. Oh, that's the first four. Never mind. Final four sites. Here it is for next season. Ah, Lucas Oil Stadium. Downtown Indy. That is where Iowa's last Final Four was. I was in remember. Indianapolis, I, yeah, 1980. As they took on Louisville, Ronnie Lester goes down. Iowa, many people believed, would have been the national champion that season if Lester wouldn't have been hurt. But that was where they played. Now, they didn't play it. would have been the Hoosier Dome back then. They played inside of... Oh, man, what was the old field house's name? I, you got me. I don't know. Because it's Conseco and Banker's yeah, Life is yeah. the new one, but I can't even remember what the name. Regardless, that's where they played. Uh, played the consolation game against Purdue also. I think the last ever consolation game in the Final Four. Yeah, I'm glad that they that. did away with yes. that. Right. Nobody wants to play in that game. No, Nobody not at all. It. Hey, no. college sports, a couple other things. Had some notes here, and I just wanted to throw by just a couple of things that we haven't really talked a ton about. But... First of all, when people are worried about college football being back, well, you can't do that with students not on campus. Well, that's right? just that's the that's the key to this, Trent. Yeah, it you can't have remote learning no. for people that are in college, and then oh, we're going to throw 125 football players right. on campus along with their coaches. You know, Kirk Ferentz talked yesterday. We talked about a little bit about that at the top, and he's 63 years old. He's right near demographic. Mm-hmm. You can't have him. No. With the players, no, the, Trent. It, it, you hit the nail on the head. It's uh, w- will they open up uh, the schools for learning? Yeah. I mean, if they don't have the students back, you can't have the student athletes back. And the schools have liability themselves. They can't do that from their perspective. Mm-hmm. So there are so many more hurdles that are still in front of us before we get back to that. And I understand. So do your part, folks. Do your part. Yes, please. Flatten the curve. Right. We all want sports back. We all want normal back. Um, unbelievable. What else you got? Because we're running out of show. Anything you want to save it for another day? Yeah, let's, we'll save it for another day. What is it anyway? Thursday today? It's Thursday, Trent. Yes. Thursday. Boy, they all run together. They don't really they? do, don't they? It's unbelievable. Well, tomorrow we'll do some Iowa. We'll do some Iowa State. Uh, we will recap our uh, restaurant radio as we do each and every Friday with all the restaurants that we had, uh, with uh, maybe some plans for some takeout over the weekend. We'll remind you of uh, some of the folks that joined us to tell their story both on Tuesday uh, as well as today. That's coming up tomorrow. Coming up later on, in fact, at 2 o'clock, we've got Murph and Andy in here. The Fanatics will be along at 4 o'clock. And Friday, the morning rush back on the radio. They launch a local sports talk here, or local talk radio in Des Moines on this, on this uh, signal at 6 a.m., as they always do. For Trent Condon, Ken Miller, thanks for being with us on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO 106.1.